listening to Heart of Mind Radio, and this is the Progressive Radio Network. I'm Katherine Davis, your host, and this gives us an opportunity to connect with each other and also to explore insights that are offered by the many teachers and healers that are in our community. And it also gives us that chance to go deeper within ourselves. And this is a little of what I would be offering you today. I have been working very hard, I think, as all of us are, to take care of our lives and do the things that we do and offer whatever gifts we bring to the table because the truth is we each have multiple gifts that we can bring to the table. But I wanted to talk about our lives and how we are moving through our current political uh, social environment. Now we have an opportunity to counter the currents that are so powerful as they come to us through the media and through the actual occurrences, the situations that are happening in the world that we would change, that we would um, work towards uh, recovery, revolution, all kinds of things that we want to have in the world because the truth of it is every being, no matter who we are and at what particular social station we may be, everybody seeks to be happy and to feel content and confident in their lives. It seems, however, that many don't find that peace because they seem to be living in service to the perpetual accumulation of goods, control, and power. And we can really see this being illustrated in the max when we look at our political scene and when we see the kind of rollbacks that are coming through this administration. It can be very frustrating when we realize that there are some in our world that would risk everything for the sake of the numbers, some numbers on an accounting sheet, and also the control and power that comes from that balance sheet. And when I look at the world of politics and at the world of corporate multinationals, I often feel that I'm living in an entirely different reality, a different dimension. It's impossible for me to comprehend that state of mind where one is so attached to this unbridled power that they would risk everything for everyone. And it makes me realize that we are living in a world in which the least capable are the ones rising to the top of our um, economic heat, political heat. And when I say least capable, that's from the perspective of humanity, from the perspective of understanding the value and the divine essence of all human beings, whatever their politics may be. And I've come to realize that many of us are affected in ways beyond the obvious. So you may think in terms of loss of services, loss of health care, loss of environmental safety. And these are very real things that potentially can occur. 
but also I want you to pay attention to the energetic environment that these kinds of activities create. And if you compare human being to another series, kinds of beings who live under the water, fish, whale, dolphin, sharks, all kinds of plankton and animal life, and it's just teeming with life under the ocean. But the one thing that's common between all those different forms of life is that they're swimming in water, just like we as human beings are moving about in air and oxygen, H2O. And on a physical sense, that substance of oxygen, um, whether delivered through the air or through the water, is fundamental, of course, to life. But it sets up a certain stage of conditions. So the fish who swim in the water may or may not have a consciousness that they're moving around in this liquid water. And I certainly know that human beings most often do not have a consciousness that we're moving around in air and sunlight and um, in the world that we're living in. It's not that we don't know it. We don't carry that consciousness. But what I want you to pay attention to is that in addition to the air that we breathe, the the world that we walk in that is t tangible and physical, there is an energetic field within which we walk as well. And that energetic field has an impact on how we engage in life, whether or not we can find a state of peace or a state of moving forward, a state of being able to feel happy, to be looking up and feeling up like things are getting better. And so when we review all the news and all the information, of course, that creates an emotional feedback that can create a lot of stress in our lives. But beyond that, those kind of energies of discontent, violence, rage, anger, create an energetic vibration that flows across the globe. And so even though we may not see ourselves as being connected to all of these occurrences, we're actually breathing it into our bodies, through our pores, through the flow of vibration every moment of the day. And over time, that vibration, uh, toxic vibration, will have an impact. So I want to speak to this as we uh, move forward in the program. But just as a gentle reminder, I want to share a piece of music with you by Emma Kenny and it's called Light of You, and I just want you to breathe through it, connect with the music, and allow your breath to carry your awareness into your body, seeking to expand into your own inner light. So let's hear this piece of music. We'll be right back.
And that was Emma Kenny, and the piece is called Light of You. And very often music itself can be a meditation to find music and words and tone that resonate and just allow yourself to have that music seep into your physicality, seep into your awareness, breathing with the music, swaying with the music, and absorbing the words as an affirmation and meditation. There are a few pure songs that work in that regard. I think this is one of them. It's really a pure um, intention and energy that flows with the music. So if you hadn't felt that, perhaps you'll want to take another go of it and listen again. The thing that I wanted to focus on in this moment was a particular metaphysical principle that we hear about very often in our religions. Buddhism talks about it. Christianity talks about it. The Islamic faith talks about it. And most of the um, monks, masters of of countless religions and belief systems speak on this particular principle. And that's really the principle of compassion. Yes, compassion. I think what happens is that very often we um, regard compassion as something of a sidebar, something extra that, well, yeah, I have compassion for people around the world who are suffering. I have compassion for um, this or that situation, but really, you know, I have to pay attention to what's in front of me, so I can't really do anything about that, my sense of compassion. You know, some people don't have compassion. They are very uh, judgmental and, and don't have that kind of open-hearted empathy that can occur in a state of compassion. But I wanted to look look at this from its metaphysical point of view. So what is compassion really? Compassion is being able to, in some measure, identify with and be empathetic of a person's situation, a person's suffering, and or even for our own, for that matter. <clears throat> but what what I'm really looking at, and, and I think that that's where we start with compassion, by having a sense of empathy and care for what's going on in the world. But compassion also, at its deeper level, begins to open up <clears throat> an inner awareness that allows us to break down the barriers between all of the living species, all of the living beings on earth, and most particularly the human beings, because the truth of it is most species on earth live harmoniously um, with the natural rhythms and flows of our planet and of their communities. And it's the human being who has lost uh, touch with that natural innate flow with our community of living souls on this planet. And so when we begin to engage in the practice of compassion, not only does it begin to open the door to our hearts, and it also deepens the door of the heart so that when you begin to 
look at another individual. It is actually dissolving the barriers that flow between us. I recently heard an interview of Anita Morjani, Dying to Have Known, I think is the name of her book. And she talks about her out-of-body experience when she was a near-death experience. And she talks about um, how when she was in a coma and left her physical body, that the barriers between herself and everything began to dissolve. So she was able to comprehend what everybody who was around her was thinking and feeling. So by that means she was able to feel her the devastation of her husband. She was able to experience the hopelessness of the doctors. She was able to connect to her deceased uh, father who had transitioned and came to an understanding, a deep understanding of the truth of the relationship and the love in that relationship. And she stated that she came to discover that how much of who we identify as ourselves is connected to our human body. So the human body has the connection of the skin colors, of the mentalities, of the politics, of the um, desires, and all of the things that we think of as being who we are in life are really connected in great measure to our physical bodies. But when we are able to retreat from that awareness, that limited awareness into who we truly are, then the barriers begin to dissolve. And there's a deeper state of comprehension of what a person's meaning or intent or limitations might be. And when we're in that expanded state, there's less um, need you know, there's less need to be affirmed. There's less, less. There's not the need to be right. There isn't that need to um, vie for position and power. <clears throat> and many people who have had these out-of-body experiences do describe this state. So what I'm suggesting is that the principle of compassion is one of the principles that can allow us to achieve this expanded state while being conscious because compassion is the first step in dissolving the barriers. And so I'm going to connect this to what I spoke of in the first part of the program when I was speaking to the issue of the energies in which we swim. So if we think in terms of our energy fields, it's very clear that there are not the same barriers. That if you walk into an environment where people are arguing, you can feel that energy vibration flowing into your body. It might be so a disturbing vibration that could have an impact on your feelings, your mood, whether or not you're, um, how you're going to react in that situation is colored by this energetic um, soup that we live in. So when we, if we can understand that and if we can begin to engage in our lives from the perspective, through the lens of compassion, then we can begin to open the door to a much greater understanding of um, first compassionate with self. If anything arises within you, it's to be um, gentle and understanding of that. 
so that you can open the door to a deeper perception in what it is. When we immediately encounter something and move into uh, emotional reactions or judgment of it, it it's it's like putting a barrier, putting us into a um, a metal suit that prevents us from having the true communication. So compassion, if we can, and this is an easier way than trying to figure out all of our thoughts, if we just lead with that state of compassion so that any perceived self-failure or <clears throat> anything that, you know, maybe we didn't understand, any kind of judgment that we might engage in with ourselves, if our first approach to these thoughts as they arise in our mind is, no, let's, I'm having compassion for myself. I understand that I'm doing the best that I can do. I'm a human being. I understand that I make mistakes. It's okay. This is all part of the journey to help me have a greater understanding of my personal world. And what that does is it allows you to, that energy of anger and frustration with self gets freed up and becomes that resource to the inner light, to the inner guidance. And when we can approach situations with compassion, even if it's contentious, if we um, engage with people in a way that can be very strong, that can be very pointed, that can be um, giving forth our opinion or our perspective, if we can do that compassionately and not engage in uh, making the other person wrong, in our minds and just say, well, this is another human being. Um, I don't agree with this human being, but um, obviously they're, they're, um, they have that same light in them that I have in me, and let's try to um, be kind with each other. Let's be gentle. Let's not be um, releasing hate bombs and anger bombs towards each other. And so the compassion of leading with compassion can allow us to expand our um, social engagements and our social relationships by allowing us to understand that there's a deeper communication always going on and that um, these people, um, wherever stage they may be in, are still engaged with that inner um, need, that inner desire to be um, awake, and free and creative in their lives. And so if if I'm working with someone, say some administrator, and they're uptight and worried about their positions and are doing things to make sure that they're protected or maybe running around sabotaging other people because they don't want anyone to shine above them. So in that situation... I would say lead with compassion and say this person is somebody who's suffering greatly, that they are not at ease and at peace in their lives, that they can't hold themselves with integrity and dignity. So in recognizing that is, is, to, is to recognize the struggle that we all are on in, to some degree or another and to um, begin to engage with that person compassionately rather than angrily. It, it begins to open the door for a dissolution of those conflicts. And the greatest impact of having a compassionate countenance is that it opens the door to your own inner world. So part of the um, 
veil, part of the block that prevents us from being able to commune directly with the higher self as we think of it, or to commune directly with the spark of divinity within us, are these emotional, energetic uh, milieu of anger, hatred, judgment, uh, frustration. Because what those energies do is they lower our vibration so that our body and our emotional field is very, very dense. And in that density, we can't make the connection to the inner light in the way that we would if we were able to move through these challenges in a more um, useful way. And there are many tools, there are many ways to do it. Of course, love is a big part of it. Compassion is a part of love. But compassion is the way we can begin to really walk that path. And the more we're able to lift that vibration by recognizing the humanity and the divinity of the life around us, then that begins to lift our vibration. And it's like tuning in to the vibration of divine communication and I would I would say even that a lot of what we hear and see in the world its express purpose is to keep the vibrational density of humanity very thick very impenetrable so that it can be filled with those vibrations of fear and anger and it makes us all and it makes our society much more controllable when we are triggered by these angers and by these fears. And so I'm suggesting that we begin to walk this path of being enlightened within through a compassionate posture towards the world. And you will be very well... Um, satisfied, I believe, when you begin to recognize that in the absence of all these aberrant energies, you will be able to pick up on the subtler vibrations, the gentler vibrations of the inner light. And so I want to encourage all of you to think about this and maybe really begin to practice it. So this is something that we practice in our everyday moments as those thoughts come up of anger and judgment and disappointment, is to apply the balm of compassion to those thoughts. Because the compassion will dissolve the toxic energy and open the door for something much brighter and much more useful to come through that um, inner vibrational portal. So I'm going to take a breath while we take a slight break. I'll be back in just a moment. Please do stay tuned, and um, we'll be right back.
listening to Heart of Mind Radio over the Progressive Radio Network. I'm Catherine Davis, and we've been speaking about this idea of compassion. And I really am happy to um, engage your thoughts on this. If you have any thoughts, you could always connect through the my blog page. It's bodyascension.wordpress.com. B O D Y A S C E N S I O N dot WordPress dot com. And I have, um, I'm posting on there uh, multiple times a week and, and engaging in some of these uh, conversations. I think that they are really, really important for us to engage with each other and uh, ways to change the world. And so, because we're living in an energetic milieu and because the toxic vibration of the violence that we see across the globe is universal, it means that it's already in the field in which we live. And there are some ways that we can think about how to navigate that. One is first to have the realization that very often when we're feeling emotions or we're feeling depressed or we're having unexplained outbursts, that we might consider that we are sensitive to the field around us, that we are perhaps have a greater empathy than others and are um, internalizing some of the toxic energy that's being um, moved throughout the world. And so it's a, it's a starting point of first deciding, well, Am I feeling this because of something in me or am I feeling this because of something that's happening around me and within the field that I live and breathe? And the other uh, part of that is very often, even though we might be triggered by something in the external world, that trigger works as a trigger because there's something that's reflected internally that has a connection to um, that response that you're having. So it may be that you have, you're have you in a state of agitated irritation because of the toxic energies that are floating, but it may be something internal as well of maybe feeling um, not appreciated. And so, it you know, your own internal um, feelings combined with the external can cause a trigger effect and cause you to react in ways that you might not recognize within yourself. And this is one of the ways to begin using compassion as a way to mitigate that within ourselves rather than flowing into a conflict or allowing a depression to deepen is to begin to um, interject a sense of compassion for yourself, compassion for your history, what might have occurred to create that sense of not being appreciated, and to be able to look at the bigger picture and say, well, maybe I'm in conflict with this person because they feel the same way. They feel they're not appreciated. I feel I'm not appreciated. And we're engaged in some kind of exchange that will is designed to extract that sense of feeling loved and appreciation from that other person. But the truth is, that no one outside of ourselves can really fulfill that need. It's something we have to fulfill for ourselves. So I want to um, encourage you to have that kind of fierce approach 
to your life, a fierceness in not allowing yourself to be diluted by the toxic energies around you and begin to dilute them immediately with a sense of compassion, not to tolerate self-hurting thoughts and feelings and dilute those feelings with your compassion, your sense of um, understanding and um, acceptance. And because this is truly the way the divine world looks upon humanity. Humanity is not being judged for all the um, horrible things that occur in in the way that we might think. And there is always compassion and room for um, each individual to turn it around for themselves and for the world, for each other. And in a way, I think that's the message of the whole um, myth or or parable of the prodigal son, you know, wanting the wayward one to come back to um, the fold of understanding. And that's really what compassion is. It's not wanting to extract payment or pain for a person's transgressions and mistakes. Of course, that doesn't say that we shouldn't stop um, a situation that's painful or hurtful, but it's it's when we go into the realm of feelings and judgment, that's where compassion is most powerful. And I have found that with even with my own in my own world, that that sense of compassion has really allowed me to to experience at a very deep level, what other people are are dealing with. And because I am working from the perspective of being an energy transmuter or energy transformer, then I would um, open into that compassionate state, allow that state of compassion for this suffering to go deep into my own inner light from which will emanate a higher vibrational light, which then flows back down the channel into the environment and into the field of everyone else so that we can each have a choice, really. We can decide if we are going to contribute to the toxic overload energetically or we can decide if we're going to be transmuting and bringing forth a higher vibrational response. And this is really the way of things. It's the way things change. And we have a great deal of power to contribute to that change on an energetic level. And I invite you to try this out for yourself. Try it out in your own life and watch situations change. Watch the shift that when you match a toxic energy with a higher vibrational energy, it begins to dissolve that toxin. And when you match a toxic vibrational energy with equal fervor of anger, then it multiplies that energy. So we have the power to either multiply the toxic vibrational field or we have the power to um, transmute it by dissolving with higher vibrational light. I want to 
ask you all to just take a moment and, and really breathe into that space of understanding that when we connect to our inner light, to our inner vibration, and allow that to move through our being, using compassion as the vehicle to move it through, then we can begin to fully transform our lives and our experience. And it's when we begin to notice that we are almost walking uh, a life, walking in a slipstream, where you begin to realize that your current is moving at a slightly different level than people who um, have not made that choice, who are engaging in the vibration of conflict. And you won't have the same impact on your life expression, your experiences, you'd have a more uh, impact that's more in harmony with the energy that you're bringing forth so that you can you begin to notice that you begin to avoid more and more challenges and conflicts of that nature. You may have others, but of that nature. And then you are able to um, really begin to um, expand in a way that's transformative for yourself and for our world we would not even be at this space right now if not for so many people working towards um, the higher good, the, the, the good of all. When I look at you know the politics and how entrenched it is, and when I look at how, um, actually it's, it's like theater of the ridiculous really, when you look at the, 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 the arrogance of it. And the benefit of being able to look at it is to really be able to see what's been going on over the last 50 to 100 years in this country that has served to um, reduce rights, liberties, freedoms of of humanity over over these over these years. So we're at a point of busting through that. And we want to ask you to um, really contemplate that. Go inside and really think about how you can make a difference, how you can um, walk that path, the compassionate, peaceful, warriorship path of being in integrity and speaking up against the grain and taking actions for change but doing so from a state of love and compassion. And when we do that, it is transformative within. We become more peaceful people. And it's transformative because your energy becomes collectively, when we do this, part of the energetic soup that has an impact on all human and um, sentient life on the planet. I want to inspire you with another piece of music. We're going to listen to a piece called Life Uncommon by Jewel. And I feel that this piece of music is encouraging us to take that leap into the fullness and the brightness of who we truly are. So let's hear Life Uncommon. Don't worry, mother. It'll be alright Don't worry sister Say your prayers And sleep tight 
And that was Jewel, Life Uncommon. And I, that song really appeals to me because it speaks to the uh, self-responsibility in a way, but really that making a choice of what contribution we make in our lives, in the world, through our choices, through our words, through our voices, through our actions, that it matters that we engage and it matters how we engage with each other. And so finally, I would just ask you again to take a few breaths and breathe into your chest, breathe into your solar plexus. Breathe deep into your being and allow yourself for a few moments to just connect. And so inhale deeply and exhale slowly. Inhale deeply and exhale slowly. Inhale deeply and exhale slowly. And now begin to pay attention to that space between your breaths. And by this I mean inhale, and then notice that little pause before the exhale. Inhale again, and notice that pause that occurs before you exhale. And as you continue to breathe, breathing gently, breathing deeply, exhaling slowly, Allow your awareness to sink a little bit deeper into that space, that transitional space where there's no breath. It's momentary that there is no breath, but you can allow your awareness to seep deeper into that space of quiet, quiescence, into that space of gentleness. And it's there in that space between the inhale and the exhaled breath that we can best begin that connection to our inner light and you can best take counsel so that as you're in an experience and you're feeling emotions arise within you or you're feeling a reaction a reactive response take a moment and enter your breath really enter the breath and Allow the breath to deepen, to balance you, to ground you. And when you're feeling a little bit at ease with the breath, then allow your awareness to go deeper. And that's where you're going to find the um, the sense of compassion, the sense of peace, the sense of authenticity that will allow you to move through your life without the mark of fear, which is the primary cause for all the other negative feeling emotions of anger and frustration and resentment and jealousy. A lot of that comes out of the fear. But when we are bringing our awareness of self to be much deeper than the superficial, then it it nourishes us with an actual um, tangible uh, response that comes to us from the deeper self. And with that tangible response of feeling of, uh, it might be a feeling of compassion, it might be a feeling of love, it might be a feeling of peace, it might be a feeling of just spaciousness. 
but it's in that spaciousness that the counsel comes forth of how to be compassionate in a given situation or how to be um, how to engage in a conversation in a certain way that's where the strength comes from it's not about fighting off the fear and fighting off the anger it's about breathing through it grounding yourself with the breath by breathing deep into your body and allowing your awareness to move into that space that is expansive. It's right inside of you and it's accessible every moment of every day and night. So if we can walk with compassion and share compassionately with ourselves and each other and then begin to make that deeper connection into the inner light, that compassion and um, love becomes a, a felt, tangible, substantive thing in your life so that you walk rather than seething with anger or rage. You walk with this inner peaceful countenance, a sense of feeling like it's all working out, it's going to be okay, there's a greater plan that I am part of. And in order for me to do my part is to maintain that connection to the greater awareness and allow that to flow compassionately through my words, through my actions, and through my energetic field so that those around will be able to um, experience that as well. This is how we share with each other and this is how we change the water in which we swim, the energetic waters in which we swim so that rather than it constantly being energy blown into us from the outer world, we can begin to um, move that energy out that's coming from the compassionate source that is infinitely powerful. And it begins to gradually move through like waves in our energetic fields and has an impact in greater and greater measure as more of us come together in this way. So, um, you know, this is my thought on the metaphysical aspects of compassion. It is actually a tool for um, dissolving barriers of perceptual limitation and separation, and compassion opens the inner door to the realization of that connection of manifestation and unity with the God source. And we become transcendent. We begin to live uh, love as life, life as love. And we be, in once doing that, we are able to more effectively understand and communicate and negotiate and using those tools to transform our lives are equally important to all the other things that we do, the writing of letters, the phone calls, the marching in the street, all of the things that we do when done with that compassionate um, force behind it becomes infinitely powerful because we're bringing that creative power of our source into that action into those words so that we become the mechanism for healing and transformation. It's a very powerful way to live and it just starts very easily by being mindful that in everything you are compassionate. A very powerful metaphysical tool. So I encourage you to uh, to try it. And if you want to talk 
uh, if you'd like to have some comment about this, you can go to the um, website bodyascension.wordpress.com and um, there's a lot of subjects there that you might enjoy. They're not big articles, they're, they're short articles, but they are um, really, some of them are um, flowing through me, flowing through that that uh, idea of source. So I invite you to share your thoughts as well by going to that website, bodyascension.wordpress.com. Um, share your comments, connect that way, and we can interact back and forth. I want to really thank all of you for tuning in today. I invite you to tune in again, and we will be sharing more information with you. You've been listening to Heart of Mind Radio over the Progressive Radio Network, and I've been Catherine Davis. Thank you for joining me today. Bye for now. One day you'll look to see I've gone For tomorrow may rain, so I'll follow the sun Someday you'll know I was the one But tomorrow may rain, so I'll follow the sun And now the time has come And so my love, I must go But tomorrow may rain, so I'll follow the sun Yeah, tomorrow may rain, so I'll follow the sun And now the time has come, and so my love, I must go Find that I have gone, but tomorrow may rain, so I'll follow the sun.